Good morning. Welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan and this is your Fast Fun Daily Hit of Sport for Tuesday, the 2nd of February. This is an historic and proud day for the Collingwood Football Club. That was not how most people expected Collingwood President Eddie Maguire to begin yesterday's press conference in the wake of a damning independent report which detailed the systemic racism at the club. We have spent the last six years in particular in a deep dive into how we can make ourselves better. First up, and then to provide leadership and conversation in the community as only Collingwood can. The 35-page report, which was leaked to the Herald Sun yesterday, described Collingwood's attempted responses to racist incidents in the past as, quote, at best ineffective or at worst exacerbated the impact, end quote. The report also summarised that, quote, there is a gap between what Collingwood Football Club says it stands for and what it does, end quote. We don't want to get into a you said, we said. As I said, it's not an investigation. It's not a royal commission. It's what people have said they believe to be the situation or it might be just their feel, OK? And we have said, right, OK, we're not going to go, go after people or smack them down or prosecute the case back. We wanted to find out what the feel was out there. Right, we've got it. And now we're deciding that we, we're going to absolutely take on board the recommendations and make this place a better place. Starting with changing the club theme song, obviously. The report includes 18 recommendations for Collingwood to address its systemic racism, including the establishment of an expert group on anti-racism to work with the club's board, the creation of a clear pipeline for the development of talent from diverse communities, and a regular audit of the club's employment and anti-racism policies. We make mistakes. We learn. We strive to be better. For now, we have to wait and see. Boy, Cordner being taken to the sideline here. We can only assume... This might be a head knock. Let's have a look. Yep. Oh, yeah. He copped an elbow in the head. That was the scene on the 4th of November last year when Roosters and New South Wales skipper Boyd Cordner was helped from the field after suffering his fourth concussion of 2020. And yesterday, as reported by Fox Sports' James Hooper, Cordner is now expected to miss the first 12 weeks of the 2021 season in the wake of his ongoing concussion issues, something that shocked Triple M's Mark Geyer. Wow, a massive blow to the Roosters. That's a massive blow. They're captain courageous. The main thing is we get Boyd Cordner right. I can't remember another player being sidelined for three yeah. months in the NRL due to a ongoing concussions mm. for, for three for 12 weeks. Hooper reports that the club is consulting with a variety of medical experts in an attempt to ensure Cordner's return and in the meantime have applied to the NRL for $350,000 in salary cap relief due to Cordner's expected absence, the maximum amount clubs are permitted to seek when a player sustains a long-term injury. And while Cordner's absence will be felt by the Roosters on field, MG knows what matters most. Put all that aside, um, Boyd Cordner, um, if you're listening, Boyd, or your family are listening, we, we're thinking of you, buddy. Absolutely. Um, and rugby league's just a game. You help, you've got a long, long time to live, mate, and get that head of yours right, brother. Tennis players of every race and religion have spent the past two weeks crying out for fresh air and opportunities to train and play ahead of the upcoming Australian Open. And now that the leading tournaments have begun, this next piece of news probably won't surprise you. Bernard Tomic may have hit the basketball court at his hotel today, but he's now withdrawn from his only Australian Open warm-up event, citing a knee injury. Tomic's withdrawal from the Murray River Open not only robs him of any lead-in matches to the Oz Open, it also steals from you and me, the sporting public, the possibility of a second-round clash against fellow Aussie Nick Kyrgios, 
which is just inconsiderate, Bernie. Why are you being so selfish? Meanwhile, world number one Australian Ash Barty will hit the court for her first competitive singles match since February last year, when she takes on Romanian Anna Bogdan in the Yarra Valley Classic tonight. And if you're looking for someone's attitude to carry into your day, I present Miss Barty. Yeah, I think it's excitement. More than anything, I, I feel excited. I feel excited as, as I've ever been and as eager as I've ever been to, to get out here and play. And I think drawing on the memories from, from last Australian summer, they're great memories. This is a time of year that I love. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity to do it all again. So from our perspective, we, we come out here and, and do what we do. We do it with a smile on our face. I mean, how can you not get behind it? The shine has well and truly come off the new ball for Aussie Test coach Justin Langer. The public will be disappointed if we don't play good, hard, competitive cricket. That said, we can also modify our behaviours. Those comments were made by Langer back in May 2018 after he first took the job in the wake of Sandpaper Gate. And two years later, with the loss to India still fresh in the memory, it seems Langer has now become the man some of his players fear, as grumblings about the dressing room environment he has created as coach and his intensity are reported in the media. So yesterday, in a scene reminiscent of his playing career, Langer got on the front foot about the issue with Peter Lawler and Gideon Hay on the Cricket Etc. podcast. I'd rather they come straight to me. I mean, that's the Australian way as I know it. No, just come and let's talk through it, let's go through it and we'll work things out. But... As I say, Pete, we'll learn from it, I'll learn from it, we'll learn from it, and uh, hopefully we're better for it. With the Cricket Australia board due to meet Friday and new CEO Todd Greenberg set to take the reins of the code this month, time will tell whether they back in Justin Langer's approach. Yeah, I'm going to get grumpy, but that's okay. That's surely, that's my job. That's my job in a sense, you know. And, I, and, and what I've found out is that leadership isn't a popularity contest. Sometimes you've got to make tough calls, sometimes you get grumpy, sometimes you get tired. But, my gosh, and, and and look, I'm not even defending. I'm just telling you how it is. Yeah, something tells me Justin's not going to be Mr Warm and Fuzzy in a big hurry. Meanwhile, Ben Horn of the Daily Telegraph reports that the one player who has ever put his name to calling out Langer for his intensity, Usman Khwaja, has been put on standby for the upcoming tour of South Africa in case opener Wilpikowski's shoulder doesn't recover in time. Isn't it ironic? Yeah, Alanis, that is ironic. 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife is not. It's just annoying. There's your fast fun here to sport for Tuesday the 2nd of February. And don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with a mate. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on The Scorecard.